Alrighty, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like right now? So, I'm back in my list of the uh, top 60 weirdest animals. Mm-hmm. And today, I'm going to go with the star-nosed mole. Dude, good choice. Good choice. Let's learn Thank about you. it. Tell me a little bit. It's a small mole found in wet, low areas in the northern parts of North America. It has 25,000 minute sensory receptors and the shape of a star on its nose. And it can de- it can detect seismic waves. Okay. For what reason? I guess because it's underground and it needs yeah. to know like if it's going to shift. But, huh. Wasn't yeah. that the villain in the Incredibles movie? I think so. I think he Something was like that. Star yeah. his mole, yeah. It's, it's somebody's comment on this picture. It literally looks like a head was caught off of it and it just stayed alive. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. What well, another person's comment. The demogorgon is real. <laughs> and then finally we have I have one of these in my backyard. <laughs> so, pretty common, I guess. Okay, cool. I feel like an echidna, which is sometimes called a spiny anteater. Um, they possess a beak like a bird, spines like a porcupine, and the ability to lay eggs like a reptile, and they have a pouch like a kangaroo. Wow. And they've re- larger, largely remained unchanged since prehistoric times. So they are one of only five egg-laying mammals in the world. Interesting. They're cute. They're I mean, cute. How do you spell this again? I got to look it up. So it is E E C H I D N A. They're little cutie pies. Oh, did you know uh, Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog is actually one of these? No fucking way. Yeah. Sonic was so fun. It was such a fun game. So I can hear the noise that. of. I can hear the noise of getting the rings. Like I can hear it right now. This thing looks like it'd be stressful to like be around. They only weigh about five pounds. Wow. Little cutie pies. Four heads. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, we learn something new every day, don't we? You're welcome, guys. Welcome to the modcast. So to this today's episode's all about mammals. No, but um, we're gonna talk today about the age of getting into fitness and bodybuilding and strength sports, kind of how young you can be and how old you can be. Because I think people have some preconceived notions that you can only be, you know, a certain age to to kind of delve into this stuff. So, Tyler, if you want to start, what are your thoughts on this? So, I, I've got a lot of clients ranging in all certain ages. Uh, the youngest client I've ever worked with was 14 years old. And the oldest client I've worked with is around 76. So, you know, I always get asked or I always have people jokingly be like, I'm too old to compete or I'm too old to get into this. But the number of people that I have to compete in masters that are like 55 and older is quite a bit, you know, I've had compete. And uh, so I really believe that it's something for everybody. You know, and they do have um, master's classes in bodybuilding uh, for every division. 
you know, ranging from like 35 plus, 40 plus, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, and so on. So you have a class depending on your age. Mm -hmm. So I really think you're never too old to get into this. I think that's an excuse people make. Like they're like, oh, I'm too old to start dieting. No, it's you're too lazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, you know, I I had um, I like to use Carrie Overfelt and Mel Booker, for example, they're a married couple and they both compete and they are over the age of 50 and they both get completely peeled for their shows. Yeah. And they enjoy doing it and they make no excuses. So it's really a good hobby to get into, I think, for the older older fitness um, population as well. Well, I, I think too. What you you pointed out something that like you have a lot of masters competitors, but you have a lot of masters competitors that win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I always think we have to preface these things like when we're saying we have X demographic, they also do very well. Um, and I agree with you. I think a lot of people use it as a cop out of "Oh man, I'm too old" or this, that, and the other. Well if you're all, if you're 48 and you're competing against and you're in masters 45 plus to 50 you're only competing with people that are roughly in your i mean they're going to be in your age group right so it's like in yeah. a certain way that that playing field is leveled you know now granted if you were 70 years old trying to compete in classic physique open that might obviously be a different conversation of how competitive you could be but they make these classes like you said for that reason to allow you to still be competitive in your own right and yeah. some of the most conditioned, inside-out, peeled people I have ever seen have been like fifty-five plus years old. Truthfully, oh, yeah. you know, and it's we have, crazy. You know, it's crazy ahead. what you can achieve, like, um, because your muscles more mature at that age too. That's what a lot of people don't think about. You've spent many, many years training and putting that muscle on. That getting that conditioning is often more feasible because of that. Yeah, so absolutely. something to look at. Well, like usually in most cases at that age too, your life is more, you know, more established, like from a financial perspective or a career perspective, your relationship's probably in a great spot. Like you've got a lot of the foundational tools already set as far as your life goes and finances go to allow you to be able to put everything into this prep. Because I've worked with master's competitors that it's like, this is their Olympia, you know what I mean? And they put everything yeah. into it and it shows, right? Because they're able to, you know, they're just in a mm-hmm. different chapter of life that allows them to do that to that level. Yeah. I mean, you, you're more financially stable. You've got all things set up. You can really put your all into this as far as setting your own schedule for some people. Um, you, Of course, like we mentioned, financial is like you've got a good job. You're some for some of these people, they've already raised their kids and their kids are already out of the house. So it's like. You're, you're never too old. That's one never thing I want to reiterate here. There's not such thing as I'm too old to compete or I'm too old to get into fitness. I'm too old for coaching. It's like there's never a time where it's too late to change your body. Um, and it doesn't matter if you want to compete or not. You you know, we, I have so many general nutrition clients that are over the age of 40, 50 years old that, you know, just want to look better and feel better. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's an investment into the longevity of your life. And I'll say the people that I've worked with in that age demographic, like a lot of them take this as seriously as some of my competitors do. Or like this is like like just general nutrition dieting is like show prep for them where they're like because yeah. it's exciting. It's something new. It's like a new hobby, a new uh, you know endeavor to pursue, especially that age. Like you said, if like 
like, for example, like using my parents as an example, when me and my brother both moved out, they're like, what do we do with all this time? Right. So like they had to find their new niche and, and, you know, obviously it wasn't competing necessarily, but like now they're super excited about gardening and all these other things because they have all this time to fill because they don't have to be selfless in the same regard anymore. And it kind of applies in the same sense with this. Like if, you know, you've got to fill that time with something, right? Yeah. It's like, why not, why not get in better shape and, and feel better about yourself and live a little bit longer? Well, it's like I told my dad, you know, as he's been getting older, I was like, one of the main things you have control of is your health. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one variable you can control. You can control what you put in your body. You control how you treat your body, uh, the quality of the food and the nutrients. So I think it's even more important as somebody gets older to put an emphasis on what you're eating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing some kind of cardiovascular activity. You know, I've had women come to me and they don't want to, they're not able to train, but we make them walk around their neighborhood and they follow a diet and they lose 60 pounds. That's all you, you need know, off of just me telling them how to do cardio and how to eat correctly. So it's not like you have to go train hardcore with this. If you just want to, you know, get into fitness, um, th- there's so many ways to do this that where the diet is the key part. And I think that's, that's the most important factor is if, can you get into a lifestyle and change your lifestyle to make sure your health is on the right path so that you can live longer? Yeah. That's what, at that age, that's what it boils down to. And like you said, it's not like you have to be in the gym six, seven days a week and doing two days or three days or whatever it is. Like ultimately what we're trying to do as coaches is we're trying to gauge where you're at currently with your current variables and what we can provide to force the the body to adapt in the way we're trying to make it adapt, right? So if you've spent most of your life eating poorly and not exercising, all we have to do is just make you eat a little less poorly and have you move around a little bit and your body will adapt. And then once your body yeah. stops adapting, AKA losing fat, then we present it with new variables, right? So it evolves as you evolve. That's why I always tell people you're not going to like, it's not like we're going to take a 55 year old sedentary woman and make her go do two a days. You know, like you said, you just no. let's clean up the diet. Let's get you walking around a little bit. And that will, that you will do enough in the beginning for sure for a good while. Yeah, there's there's ways to coach everybody based on their goals. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people fear getting into fitness because they think it's like hardcore at these ages and stuff like that. And it's like it doesn't have to be. Of course, you want to compete. We're going to set your goals to be for to sure compete. Mm-hmm. And like like we've said, you know, I have some of my best clients that do the best work. They are that are most diligent are my older clients. Mm hmm. And it's because they are so dedicated to this and this is what they live for. They're like, you know, it becomes like their hobby. This is what they invest all their money in. Mm -hmm. It's not just something, you know, they're interested in for a period of time. It's something like they've decided like, hey, my goal and something I want to do before I'm done being able to is I want to be an IFBB pro. Yeah. And I think that's an awesome goal for any age. You know, I've seen people get into bodybuilding at the age of, you know, 45. Mm -hmm. And that's what they they center their life around and they love it and you know it's probably adding years to their life in some way too because you know they're getting into a new lifestyle well you look at you look at and we're going to use obviously extremes as examples you look at justin shire he didn't get into bodybuilding until early 30s and he's an ifpb pro now or you look at phil klahar i think let me i'm going to look up phil's age before um he is, excuse me, 
age. So Phil Klahar is 47 years old and just got third place at the Texas Pro. Yeah, like, which that's a big you know, fucking. It reminds deal. me of you know Kamal Kamal Elgarni. Yeah, he's he what fifty. Uh, he's fifty now, and he won what Arnold Classic, I think, like two three years ago. Yeah. So, I think uh, sometimes with age, man, you get better, and that's just my opinion. Is like you can still be really good at this even up to certain ages. Like, you know, we look at a uh, Dexter Jackson, mm-hmm. for example. Dexter was, you know, placing very high at the highest level until he decided to, you know, give it up and retire. And he was still placing well on his last show. Yeah. But, you know, Dexter is 52 years old. Yeah. The winningest, the winningest open bodybuilder of all time. Yeah. At 52. So So there's there's some proof there. There's yeah, there's proof in the pudding. There are people doing it, right? And and so and and at the highest level. So for someone out there who's in their forties, fifties, whatever age it may be, and they're like, I just don't know if I can get in shape, you can. And we're the people that can obviously get you there. Um now on the flip end, you know, what would you consider too young or even just an age to get start getting into this? It's so crazy to me because I get kids that are younger and younger contacting me every year lately it's it's insane like i think we we had a recent kid contact us that was like 15 or 16 and he wants to get into bodybuilding and his parents wanted him to do it too and they're like supportive of it they wanted to hire him a good coach they could trust and you know it's like parents are getting their kids into bodybuilding now like they're getting them into like karate or baseball yeah and i think it's kind of cool dude i wish i i honestly look back to whenever i was like 14 or 15 and I wish I would have like started training or learning how to, you know, bodybuild. That would have been so great for me, but I had no idea what that was. I was playing video games. I was like playing World of Warcraft and eating Doritos. Hell yeah. You know? Yeah. And I see kids nowadays and they're starting with us at like 17, 18, 19 years old. And they're more serious than some of the, you know, 30 year olds that I have. They're yeah. like so gung ho about it. They are on point with everything. And we're seeing more genetic, genetically good athletes and more um, improved physiques at a young age because people are getting serious about it earlier. Yeah. So realistically, I think it's a great thing to get into. I think it's, you know, it's much better than getting into freaking drugs, which or going to bars and drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I think, no, I agree with you. I, I've had people, you know, as old as like, or as young as 14, 15 reach out for coaching before. I have some of the best people I work with on my roster are like 19 years old because they are yep. just hungry for it. Like, I mean, shit, I was when I was 19 years old, right? So I, I get that and I love to see that. Um, I know that some states, they're changing the age that you're allowed to compete though. Um, yeah. I know they've, they've started to remove like teen, teen divisions across the board, which um, I think what they're doing is they're making it. So you have to be actually 18 to compete. Yeah. Um, and I think it has to do from what I read a lot with like the racy photos that were going around of like underaged, you know, people yeah. wearing little to nothing on stage mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, that's probably something we don't want to have happening. <laughs> yeah, it's a wise so, move. It's a wise move. Yeah, but but in my opinion, you know, before you're 18, you should be focusing on growing and building muscle anyway. Sure. I don't think you should. I, I honestly don't think you should try to prep for a show until you're at least 18 years old. I agree with that. I think like yeah. age is like 
14, 15, 16, 17, like those ages, one, you're still, you're, you're still learning your body as far as like the yeah. mechanics of it. Right. Like I, I was very much like a great Dane puppy in those years. I was very uncoordinated and understanding my spatial awareness, but that's like prime time for growth. Like you shouldn't be worried about getting peeled out of your skull when you're in a position where like you can put on, you can reap the benefits of, you know, puberty and hormone production and put on a ton of muscle relatively easily if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And like you said, though, the, the, some of these kids that are, you know, 19 years old are so serious. And I remember myself back when I was 19, 20, and that was whenever I felt my absolute best because it was like, I didn't have anything else in life yet to focus on. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was paying bills, but I was in school, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was working like a part-time job and going to school, which for some people, you know, they, they always ask me like, can I prep during school? And I'm like, absolutely. It's honestly, I, I feel like I got better grades while I was prepping because I was always focused on the same schedule every day. You're structured. So, I was the my most dedicated and serious about bodybuilding from the ages of like 19 to 23, I think. Yeah. And you know, I've still stayed pretty 100% and like but I feel like those years it's I different. was so I was so able to focus on it. Those years are just and, different, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I feel like like I see so many kids now that are wanting to get into it at those ages and I'm like, "Yes, definitely. These are your perfect times." Like really take advantage of those years because that's where you can really progress and grow the muscle needed or even, you know, do some shows and place extremely well. Yeah. I, you know, I think those, like I said, those years are different. I don't really know how else to describe it because for me, like 19, 20, 21, just savage about this. Right. And I still am obsessed with it, but it was different because I didn't have necessarily the same responsibilities that I do now. Like I was working, but like when I was 19 years old, I was still living at home with my parents and I was working like a job that paid me well. So I could blow a ton of money on like on my groceries and my supplements and everything else and numerous gym memberships. And that's all I had to do. I'd get off of work. I'd go to the gym. And for a lot of that, hell, I worked at the gym I trained at. Right. So it was like, the perfect world for me to just be only a bodybuilder because that's all that I wanted to be at that point. And I allowed that to be my entire identity. Um, but it's prime time for growth. Like I will say 2018 was probably the year that I developed the most, especially like leading into actually competing in 2019 because I worked at a gym and I like managed the gym and that's all I cared about. I ate like every day was the exact same day for me as far as training and nutrition goes. And I was just obsessed with training because that's all I cared to do because I worked a boring job. And then 2019, I worked in jewelry, which was also a pretty relatively easy, boring job. So I could, again, focus and obsess over bodybuilding, and it funded the sport for me. And then I competed in one of my first show, and then it was just like the floodgates opened. But it's like late teen years, you're also kind of bulletproof a little bit too. Like I look back at what I was getting away with, and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? You know? Yeah. But then to have it's, that and then to have guidance, have the proper guidance and hiring a coach, you are unstoppable at that age. Yeah, I remember I hired my first coach. Um, it's it's interesting because I remember whenever I was super young, I had trouble gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents paid for a diet from this guy named Dennis who worked at Max Muscle, who was actually my boss at the supplement store. Mm -hmm. And Dennis wrote me like this meal plan to gain weight. And that's when I first started learning about how food works. And I was like 17 years old. 
Yeah. And I remember I, I started learning. I'm like, oh, this is how you're supposed to eat to like perform well and things like that. So I also think it's a very beneficial thing for anybody that wants to be a coach in the future. Start learning this stuff early. Mm -hmm. Get yourself a, a spot on the table in the fitness industry by learning from somebody that's better than you. Yeah. Do not think that you can learn this stuff by yourself. Don't go in here guessing. I, my biggest thing I will tell anybody is don't waste your years when you could have made so much progress just by letting go of your ego and pride mm -hmm. and learning early. Yeah. I see, I see people at the gym and they're, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I'm like, they're doing everything wrong. Because I, they don't want to ask questions or learn. Yeah, I, I will say like like TikTok is probably the best, not the best resource to learn all that you need to know about fitness and bodybuilding and nutrition. Um, you know, I I was fortunate. I found like Elite FTS and T Nation and all these like different forums, right? And that's where I learned a lot of my education from or like reading all these different coaches articles right like brandon Lilly and like louis simmons all these people chad wesley smith and um that's how i started to learn mine like john meadows i mean i could go on for days and days and days about all these people that I've, I've read every piece of literature they've ever produced i've watched every video every podcast and i was fortunate when i the gym that i first worked at when i was 16 there was a trainer there his name was cody and he was like i mean not that it necessarily depicts all of his edu or his knowledge but he had every certification that you could think of like CSCS like had a you know master's degree in I think biomechanics or something like that and he just took me under his wing and taught me everything right like he was the one who helped me kind of be get my personal training cert when I was 18 through NASM but that's how I got the opportunity to learn because again I swallowed my pride and this really big jack dude who knew a lot with a lot of different yeah. letters beside his name was like hey buddy let me teach you the right way right yeah no, I, I always I always feel really good when younger kids hire me and let me take control of everything and teach them. And um, it was a really cool opportunity. Like two weeks ago, I had one of my new clients, uh, shout out Pierre. But Pierre's like a you know young kid and he's up and coming as a great physique that mm -hmm. he now that he has the guidance is going to blow up. But For sure. He asked me to come train with him on like a Saturday and. I, I was like, sure, you know, you know, he was, uh, he wanted to sign up with me. He's like, can I, can you come train with me and take a picture with me so I can announce that you're my coach? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that really gave me the love back that I, I, I found where it's like, I'm teaching the younger generation of like athletes how to do this. And he's a personal trainer at the gym. So, you know, he's going to teach other people how to do this too. And that's, that's one of the coolest things to me, man, is like really spreading this knowledge and, I'm very thankful that I got into things whenever I was about 18, 19 years old, because that's what taught me so much of how to get where I am today. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't make those leaps to get into this early, I don't think I would have ever, you know, had this career that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the perfect age to get into it. I think, especially if it's something you consider wanting to do as a career, right? Like, when, yeah. when I was in high school, man, like I, you know, I would just sit in school with my laptop and read articles on periodization or whatever the cube method or whatever it may be. And I would learn and take my little notes and then I would try it out on myself because it was, I could, it was, I, I tell everybody that I think the biggest thing is like, if you want to be a coach or a trainer, you have to be your own guinea pig for a little bit or 
you hire a coach who's willing to teach you all the tools of the trade at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it's, I think it's really cool that we're getting into this at younger ages. I, I, I've, I found it really interesting because, uh, like, Back when I was younger, I don't think I cared about, I didn't know who any bodybuilders were, mm-hmm. but I think with like people like Chris Bumstead coming out and like more achievable physiques, I think I would call it not that like Chris Bumstead, somebody you can become in like a year, but you know, it's, it's a desired physique, I would guess you mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. 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 Um, like I was, I went to go get my, um, tux fitted for one of my friend's weddings at a uh, men's warehouse, like a couple weeks ago. I remember going in there and it was the same time as like prom was going on and there was a bunch of young kids in there and one of them went, went up to the mirror while he was like waiting with his mom to get his suit fitted and he like pulls up his shirt and does like a vacuum uh yeah ab thigh pose in the mirror and I was just like that's so interesting to me that this is like a popular thing to do is like wear gym shark and uh <laughs> and, and you know <laughs> yeah. and follow Chris Bumstead and and be into bodybuilding because I can't imagine me at, you know, 15, 16 years old being like, I want to do bodybuilding. Yeah. It's it, bodybuilding it's, is cool now. Yeah. It's, it's become like a, a the cool kid thing to do. Like I, I guarantee you from what I know, there's like clicks in high school where it's like, those are the kids that work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. The meatheads. Yeah. 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 Even when I got into it, it wasn't, which granted, like I've said before, I didn't ever get into bodybuilding itself. Because I got into this before there was even a classic physique. I just was like obsessed with strength, right? Because I, I came from a performance background of playing sports. And so I was just wanting to get really fucking strong. And if I looked strong, that was cool too along the way. And then I kept getting hurt and like repetitively. And it was like, maybe I should just train to look strong instead of trying to be strong. And that was around the same time that classic came out. And I was like, well, that's a cool look. I kind of want to look like that because it was like it was either men's physique or open bodybuilding. And that was it. And I was like, I can't I'll never be big enough to be an open. And men's physique wasn't necessarily the most appealing to me at the time because obviously I only had legs at that point and no upper body. Um, And then classic came out and kind of bridged the gap. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But it still it still wasn't like. I still wasn't wanting to necessarily be a bodybuilder in like 2016. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like a classic physique competitor. It just kind of like the process kind of, I, it kind of fell into my lap when the time was right. And that's when I did my first show in 2019. I think, I think nowadays it's a lot of people see more athletes that they want to be like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sure there's some young kids that see you, which that's great. You know, I, I think that's awesome. You know, that I've had, I've had people reach out to me and be like, Chris is the, my desired physique. That's so- and I think that's super cool because it's like, you know, you're 24 years old and you got kids that are 19 that are looking up to you. And then I've got kids that, you know, are 24, 25 and I'm 30 and they're like telling me like they want to learn from me. Yeah. Which that's where it all starts, though. And that's kind of one of the point I want to get across is make sure if you want to get into this, you're learning from somebody that you can trust at these early ages and and build a bond with them and ride it till the wheels fall off because you will learn so much. I, my first coach I was ever with for bodybuilding, if they didn't quit coaching, I probably still would be with them. Yeah. And that, that they, I remember they told me um, that they were a government contractor. They're an engineer 
So they just didn't have time for coaching, but yeah. they were like, Hey, like I'm going to set you up with a plan and going forward. And, you know, and then I had to search for new people to learn from, but find somebody that you trust. If you're wanting to get into this at a young age and learn as much as you can figure out the stuff with form and diet and see how far it takes you because it's really cool what you can do by starting this even earlier than most people do. Yeah. And I'd say stick with this coach, right? If you find someone you enjoy and you gel well with and you trust them and their knowledge, because the other thing is too, I can't teach all 10 years of my wisdom to you in a week. And even if I gave you all that information, it's not going to stick and you're not going to be able to apply it. Right. It's like, it's over time, right? Like you and I, like we've been working together for, you know, a, what, a year and a half now. And I still am learning tidbits and I've done a mentorship with you and I'm still learning tidbits along the way, right? Where it's just like bits and pieces and we're learning me and vice versa, whatever. But like, it takes time to learn everything. Like I, I've been neurotically obsessive about fitness and bodybuilding and nutrition and biomechanics for a decade now. And there's still so much for me to learn as a, an athlete and also as a coach. It'll probably take me the rest of my life to learn as much as I can. I still won't learn everything. You know, that's why I love this. It's an active pursuit. You will always be learning if you're doing this correctly. Um, That's the best way to go about it is never stop learning. And, you know, you can do this at any any age. Mm It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Fitness is something for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I've realized that because I've gotten somebody in shape at pretty much every age group. Yep. And, you know... For example, uh, I like to Juan Perez is a good one. He came to me and uh, he he's competes at Masters Bodybuilding, and uh, he um, came to me and he was like, "Man, it's going to be a project." But he was out of shape like horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking like very far away from stage, but we prepped him for like I think it was like 28 weeks it took us to get him in there. And he, you know, did very well. He got fourth place at Masters Nationals and or Universe at his Masters class. And he won his Masters class and even went against up some young kids. And I think he got second place in open light heavyweight. Like, he was doing really well. Yeah. But, you know, he's 53 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what, when he decided to get back into bodybuilding was at that age. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, and... So you can really do this. And then another one I like to mention is Bill, Bill Fain. You know, he he's a dentist mm-hmm. and he owns his own practice and he decided he wanted to do his first show mm-hmm. and he's over the age of 50. Yeah. And he did it. And, you know, he looked incredible, got incredible conditioning and changed his whole outlook. I remember he was telling me he went to the beach recently and he was like, everybody was complimenting him and coming up to him and, you know, telling him how muscular he was. So, Anybody can do this. You can change your entire life through fitness at any age. I don't. I don't know if there's there's a, a much of a, a valuable or uh, justifiable. That's the word I'm looking for. Justifiable excuse for why you can't do this at any age or whatever reason it may be. Right? Like I've gotten the question of, can I prep while I'm in school? Well, I've got a girl right now prepping in dental school and working and killing it. You know what I mean? Like Mackenzie is nine weeks out from her first show of the season and she's killing it, right? Because she's doing her due diligence and, you know, everything that she needs to do as far as scheduling her life right and structuring it. But it is possible. You know what I mean? Like I've prepped as a roofing contractor, 
you've prepped in school. Like Zach Buckler is a great example. Prepped in law school, of all things. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, you know I my first two preps were in school. My first prep I ever did, I was you know full time school. Mm-hmm. I was working uh, part time at the supplement store and part time at kids place as a manager. So I was like full time, basically working. I think I was working like 30 to 40 hours a week. And then I was in school uh, 18 hours for a semester. So full-time school. And I still prep for a show. It was definitely doable. You know, it wasn't fun. It was hard. But it definitely taught me a lot about myself. What I would do, though, is, you know, I would make all my flashcards for my classes. And then I would go through my flashcards while I was doing my hours of cardio a day. I would sit on the treadmill for an hour. And I would go through my flashcards the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I passed all my class. I think I got my best grades in school whenever I was prepping for a show. I believe it. So it, it just gives you that, you know, solidified schedule. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people need that. You know, I wasn't worried about going out with friends or these social events. I was like, I am going to wake up and I'm going to go do my cardio. I'm going to go to my classes. I'm going to work out and I'm going to come home and I'm going to, you know, study and eat. (laughs) It goes back to the same thing that we continue to say. If you want it bad enough, you'll figure it out and you'll do it. Yep. That's the truth. If there's really no excuses to not get into this. And I don't know how many times I've had somebody, I'm sure you have too, where it's just like, I'm just too old to do this or, you know, that's typically the thing I'll get is like, I'm too old and I'm just an old guy or I'm just an old lady. And I, you know, I can't do this stuff anymore. My hips hurt now. It's like, well, you can work around all that. That doesn't mean you can't walk. It doesn't mean you can't eat healthy foods. Mm-hmm. It, it's all an excuse in the end. There, being old is not any different than being young whenever it comes to fitness. Nope. Nope. We all start somewhere. It's just like, yep start that's really it it's not that necessarily that difficult or confusing or whatever you say it it's like you just start and you keep doing it for all of you all that have been inquired with me over the years and been like i'm just too old i don't know if i can stick to it well you didn't try well that's where you fail the (laughs) thing is too like if they inquired with you at some point in their head they thought they could do it yeah. So it's like, it's like, okay, there's the, you've, you've gone through the, the pre-contemplation, the contemplation phase, they clicked on the link, they filled it out, they submitted it. So during all of that, they were certain they could do it. So what changed? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's just uh, self-doubt. It's, it's self-doubt, which I, I know it's like, but you know, I, in my opinion, a lot of the health benefits that come from getting into this are like very desirable. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel my best whenever I'm following a plan. Like I, I think it's whenever I'm off my plan for a couple of days is where I notice like, oh, I start feeling horrible. I feel lethargic. I feel gross. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. God, you know, I just want to be back to my regular foods. And I don't think a lot of people get to experience how good they can feel mm-hmm. whenever they get into fitness. Because they've never experienced it. No, because they never experienced it. Like it, it's so funny to me. Uh, there, somebody told me we were talking the other day and it's like, I'm astonished that people can go work a construction job just eating a honey bun and <laughs> having a, a Coke. I'm yeah. like, how the how the hell are you getting all that, that work done? Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine going and doing some of these jobs with all the stuff you've done now and all the training you've done and all the dieting you've done, and you just go and you try to do like a hard labor job off of eating a honey bun and having a soda? No. 
my or my have dad like- my dad's an example of that though, man. Like when he was in school, he worked like labor jobs, like basically digging ditches because he grew up in rural West Virginia. And this dude's lunch was a Pepsi and a thing of peanut M and M's. That was it. Yeah, like that's that's uh, my mom's my mom's meal for whenever she used to go to work before she started like actually you know learning about nutrition stuff was a Coke Zero. That's it. And she would be like, "I don't feel good. I'm so tired all the time." I'm like, "No <laughs> shit, Sherlock. Like, you're mad. You're, you're unloading trucks at work and you know organizing all this stuff and you know you don't have any nutrients in you." It it is. We, impressive and terrifying to see what some of these people do in this world yeah i can't imagine with everything i know now you know eating only one meal a day and it being mcdonald's which i i know there's probably like a a very large portion of america where that's like their diet strategy and it's like i see these people too who have like wild like very impressive physiques and then i see their daily habits and i'm like if you could just let me take the reins for like six months like please god just let me do this once well that's that's the thing is i see a lot of people come to me and it's like their strategy i'm like oh okay well i I see where you're going wrong here Mm -hmm. it's a pretty simple fix usually and oftentimes you're like man i feel so much better like i didn't know this could be like this and i could feel like this and i'm like yeah you were just you know doing some very unorthodox odd stuff that i don't know where you found this like Mm -hmm. Following a nutrition plan and, you know, getting into fitness can actually be very enjoyable. Like you will really feel good. That, that is the goal. Look good, feel good. You don't have to compete. You can get into this and you can just look good and feel good. I, I always the majority tell, of people I work with. I, I always tell people, if you give me two weeks of following the plan, you're going to feel a lot better. And if you give me three more weeks, you're going to notice a lot of change. And then you're hooked for life. Yep. I'd say five to six week part is whenever you're like, man, this turned into a lifestyle. You're addicted at that point. If you can, I'm like, if you can give me five weeks, you'll never stop doing this. That's all it takes. That's how it was for me. Like this is all coming from a former morbidly obese kid who coached himself for a very long time. Like once you get into it and you get in the groove, it's the coolest shit ever. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's a good place for us to leave off here is basically you, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you are 15 years old, 14 years old, and you want to get into bodybuilding, feel free, but make sure you're doing it correctly. Make sure you're focusing on stuff like form and, you know, proper foods and eating enough. That's, that's the thing. Don't let it turn into a, a weird eating disorder when you're, you know, 14 because you decided to get into bodybuilding, you know, Eat food and grow muscle. Enjoy time with your friends. Go out to eat. You will be fine. Yeah. And then when you're older, there's no excuse. You can do this. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60. There's a place for everybody. I'll show you. Yeah. No matter what your age is, I'll show you 10 people who have done it before you. Period. Period. That's that's one. Did you see the guy that won a... IFB Pro Masters 40 plus bodybuilding. His name's like Rusty Jeffers. Yes. Dude, he's got the coolest mustache ever. Strong mustache. I mean, just yeah. like Santa Claus could never, you know? Yeah, he looks like a jacked, like Santa. Yeah, it's impressive. And that's what I'm saying. Like a human has done it, right? We, 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 I talked about this. I went on this rant and we'll close on this. The four minute mile was deemed humanly impossible many, many years ago. One person did it. Hundreds of people have done it since, 
You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. one, the thousand pound deadlift was deemed humanly impossible. One person did it. Dozens of people have done it since, right? It's like the 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 body goes where the mind leads, and if you think you're capable of it, you can fucking do it. So fucking do yep. it. It's the truth, you know that the sky's the limit if you let it be. Absolutely. So let it yep. be. I think let that's all, be. folks. Well, until next time, y'all. Leave us a five-star review, not a one-star. Five-star, please. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to either of us. If there's anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. And until next yep. time, thank you for listening to the Modcast.